to that until the end of the service. And then we'll have some people by the exits with baskets, and you can put the connection card as well as uh, if you have a physical offering, you can, you can do that as well in the basket. Uh, if you have, if you filled it out through the app, just go ahead and hit send, and it'll get where it needs to get to. So before I get into my message, let me, let me talk to you about one day to help Ukraine. This is something we're in the midst of. We're going to do this for one more week after this. We started it last week, and we'll, we'll keep it going next week. We've all been watching the news. We've just been seeing uh, just horrible images. I mean, just like, it's, I think it's well over 3 million refugees now, 3 million, I think it's getting close to 4 million displaced people. You know, you just see these pictures of these burned out apartment buildings that have been, you know, bombed and, and just realize this is where people live. This was their community. It really is turning into an, uh, an ho- a horrific humanitarian crisis. So we've all been watching and wondering, like, what can we do? So we have a partnership with Convoy of Hope. And Convoy of Hope is a wonderful organization. I know some of the leaders of Convoy of Hope, and, and they're, they're really nimble. They're so good at getting where they're needed to, to give relief, to give supplies. And they also are really good at making sure that whatever you give goes to where you want it to get to. There isn't, there isn't like a lot of middle, you know, middle men, you know, kind of gets cut out. So if you give money, it's going to go right where it, where it needs to go. And so I showed a video last week that, uh, that showed them getting set up right on the border of Poland. That's where the majority of these refugees are coming. They're coming into, into Poland. And so you saw they got, a, they got a warehouse. They were good to go. They had shelves that were empty. Uh, and so now we can see a video of those shelves full. And, uh, and that's, they're sending out these like real-time videos. So I'll have another video to show you next week. So this is a really short little video, but gives you an update on, uh, on, on what's going on. So let's check it out. We just thought we can do a little bit, but if we can stand up under one leadership of Convoy of Hope, bring all these connections together, multiply this help, that could really impact God's kingdom. We have a dream that every church in Ukraine has some kind of shipment from us that they can openly give it to people in their city. And in their time of need, when church is gonna become the answer, Next time they have a spiritual need, they're going to come back to that same church. Yes, we're feeding people, that is awesome. But it's way more important, we're saving souls. Okay, so so we're calling this one day to help Ukraine, and kind of what I was what we're thinking about with that is what if you figured out how much money you earn working for one day, right? And you just kind of figure out how much you make a week, and if you work five days a week, divide that by five, and that's how much you make in a day. And what if, like, someday this week, like, you went to work, realized, like, I'm working today to help, the, help Ukrainian refugees. Like, I'm, whatever your job is, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sweating, and I'm dealing with what i got to deal with, and what I'm doing today is going to help Ukrainian refugees. Maybe you want to, you know, half day to help Ukraine. Maybe it's two days to help Ukraine. Maybe it's a whole week, whatever. That's up to you. But if you want to give, uh, if you want to give to help Ukrainian refugees, just go to the PushPay app and you can choose, it, you know, where it says tithes and offerings, choose where it says 
one day to help Ukraine. And then you can give. It's going to go right, right to, uh, to this fund. And, and uh, we'll keep this open one more week. And then I'll let you know how much we're sending over to the Ukraine. Uh, if you want to give, if you, we have giving envelopes that are, that are in the seat pocket. And you can just write in the amount that you want to go to Ukraine. And we'll make sure it gets where it needs to get to. All right? And, uh, and as I said, so we'll, we'll keep this open one more week. So I am starting a new series today. Money matters. You know, it's interesting. I actually, I, uh, I set up my preaching calendar for the whole year. You know, I usually do that. I did it months ago. Where, like, what am I going to be preaching in all of 2022? And, and, uh, and so I decided a while ago that I was going to focus in, in March, kind of leading up to Easter. We're going to talk about, talk about money. Uh, I actually think it was like God's wisdom uh, months ago. when it, you know, didn't kind of know the things that would be going on right now. And so we are living in some pretty crazy times. You know, I, I would say, not to be alarmist, but I don't remember a time of like this much instability. Like so many things kind of all at once, right? So we've got, we've got the pandemic, right? We've got, we're two years into the, into the pandemic and hopefully we've turned the corner on it. Hopefully there's not some other kind of variant that's out there that's going to kind of mess us up. As you can see, we've put more chairs out in faith that we've like turned the corner on, on things and, and, and we all want to kind of get back to, you know, some semblance of normal in our lives. And, but it's been very stressful. I mean, it's been, it's, it's really taken a toll. Like the last two years in this pandemic has taken not only a physical toll, but an emotional health toll on so many people. Uh, and then, you know, we've got this, we've got the situation in, in Ukraine. We haven't seen anything like this. I don't know how many, how many people here remember like the eighties. Did everybody remember the eighties? I was in high school in the eighties and, um, it was the height of the Cold War, you know, and you had the Soviet Union and you had the U.S. and you had like, you had like assured, you know, unilateral destruction, nuclear annihilation possibilities. And it was stressful. And, and maybe there some generations even before that, you remember like the Cuban Missile Crisis and getting under your desks. And, you know, that, that, that we haven't seen anything like this in quite a while. And people are really, you know, I think understandably nervous and seeing, you know, wondering, like, is this going to escalate to, to be in kind of like a, a world war kind of a conflict? And, and there's so many more weapons and things. That, so it's very unsettling. And then on top of that, you've got what's happening in our economy. I mean, gas prices are twice as expensive as they were a year ago. Um, you know, you've got, you've got some gas stations in California that gas is like almost $8 a gallon. And I think here, you know, you've, we've got some around here where it's getting close to $5 a gallon and, and wondering, is it just going to keep going up? We talk about inflation. I remember a few, a few weeks ago I said, we haven't seen inflation like this since the 1970s. Well, now there was another report that came out. We haven't seen inflation like this, period. I mean, there's, there's like the high, the, these really high levels of inflation. And so there's a lot of instability. There's a lot for us to be, listen, if you want to be nervous, there's a lot to be nervous about. And people are, like anxiety levels are really high, people are really stressed out, people are, you know, turning to drugs and alcohol, like, you know, false coping things. But I think this is a time where we need to really remember the words of Jesus. When it comes, we're talking about money, but, but in all areas of life, we need to remember what, it's, what it says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. 
In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, very famous words of Jesus. I didn't, this was kind of a late edition. I don't think I have the, the Bible verse. This was something I decided to add in on Friday. But it says this, Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And so we need to, in all areas of life, when there's so much instability and so much going on, those of us who have Jesus, like that beautiful song that we sang, Jesus be the center, be Jesus be the center of our life, be the center of our church, we have to be people who don't only listen to Jesus' words, we need to be doers of the words as well. It's, it's always important that you are building your house on the rock. I think in times of instability, when the winds and waves are kind of swirling all around us, it's that much more important, it's essential that we intentionally Build our house on the rock. Rather than, you know, listen, so many people, it's so tempting for us to build our house on the sand. So most people are doing, building their house on the sand. But we have this invitation to build our house on the rock. And if we do that, the promise is the winds and the waves, whatever they are, whether it's war in Eastern Europe, whether it's inflation, whether it's pandemic, that our house is going to stand. Because our house is built on the rock. Our house is built on the foundation. And so we're going to talk over the next few weeks about how we can have a right relationship with money. Because the Bible has a lot to say about money. Jesus talked about money a lot. And, uh, and so we need to have our perspective... If we're going to build our house on the rock, because money is a really big deal, it, it consumes a lot of our thoughts and our attention and our focus, we need to make sure that we're thinking about money the right way, that we're building our house on the rock. And so 1 Timothy 6, 9 to 10 says this, Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So by the way, this is probably one of the most um, mis- quoted texts in the Bible. Because all the time people say money is the root of all evil. You can see it doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil, which is a very different thing to say. But anyway, uh, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So if you have a wrong perspective about money, it's going to mess you up. Right? It says that, that there are people who they, they wander away, harmful desires, ruin and destruction. If you have a wrong relationship with money, it can affect your health. Right? If you have a wrong relationship with money, it could affect your marriage. Do you know the, the number one reason that marriages fail is because the couples were fighting over, their, over money? Because it was financial stress and pressures that destroy most marriages. It can mess up your relationship with your kids. Right? I mean, how many, how many fathers weren't present at the Little League games and weren't present in those key moments because they, they didn't have a correct relationship with money and they were chasing money and it ended up messing up their family. It ended up messing their relationship. Right? It, can, it can mess up. Actually, what it says here is that it can even lead you away from the faith. Like that's how, that's how powerful money is. 
I think, you know, I don't even have time to get into how it's like an idol and how there's like mammon is like a spiritual being, like where, where it says greed. It talks about the spirit of mammon. It seems like there's even some demonic juice that's kind of behind it. So it's something that if you don't have a right relationship with money, not only can it make your house come down, not only can it cause stress and grief and difficulties, it can even lead you away from the faith. That if you have Jesus in the center of your life, and if you're not relating to money the right way, you can all of a sudden find out that money is starting to push Jesus out of the center. And that you can just kind of little by little find that you're living for money, you're not living for Jesus. Luke 12, 34, Jesus put it this way. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So we got to talk about our treasure. And I think for most of us, listen, I hope that your treasure is Jesus. 